Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. These next few chapters, we're going to be dealing with one of the more famous judges in Israel's history. Gideon is the main character, and uh, you may recall having heard the expression, Gideon's fleece, or putting a fleece before the Lord. We get that from the life of Gideon and from the story that I'm about to share. So Judges chapter 6, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count them or their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried out to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians, and I delivered you from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you live. But you haven't listened to me. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abazite, where Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all of his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Gideon replied, If now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it's really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. Gideon went inside, prepared a young goat, And from an ephra of flour, he made bread without yeast. Putting the meat in a basket and its broth in a pot, he brought them out and offered them to him under the oak. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread, place them on this rock, and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread with the tip of the staff that was in his hand. Fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread, and the angel of the Lord disappeared. 
When Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, Alas, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid. You're not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day it stands in Ophrah of the Abzerites. That same night the Lord said to him, Take the second bull from your father's herd, the one seven years old, tear down your father's altar to Baal, and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. Then build a proper kind of altar to the Lord your God on the top of this height. Using the wood of the Asherah pole that you cut down, offer the second bull as a burnt offering. So Gideon took ten of his servants and did as the Lord told him. But because he was afraid of his family and the townspeople, he did it at night rather than in the daytime. In the morning, when the people of the town got up, there was Baal's altar demolished with the Asherah pole cut down beside it and the second bull sacrificed on the newly built altar. They asked each other, who did this? When they carefully investigated, they were told, Gideon, the son of Joash, did it. The people of the town demanded of Joash, bring out your son. He must die because he's broken down Baal's altar and cut down the Asherah pole beside it. But Joash replied to the hostile crowd around him, Are you going to plead Baal's cause? Are you trying to save him? Whoever fights for him shall be put to death by morning. If Baal is really a god, he can defend himself when someone breaks down his altar. So because Gideon broke down Baal's altar, they gave him the name Jerub-Baal or Jerubabel that day, saying, Let Baal contend with him. Now all of the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the other eastern peoples joined forces and crossed over the Jordan and camped in the valley of Jezreel. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, summoning the Abzerites to follow him. He sent messengers throughout Manasseh, calling them to arms, and also to Asher, Zebulun, and Nephtali, so that they too went up to meet them. Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand as you have promised, look, I will place a wool fleece on the threshing floor. If there is dew only on the fleece and all the ground is dry, then I will know that you will save Israel by my hand as you have said. And that's what happened. Gideon rose early the next day. He squeezed the fleece and wrung out the dew, a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Do not be angry with me. Let me make just one more request. Allow me one more test with the fleece, but this time make the fleece dry and let the ground be covered with dew. That night, God did it that way. Only the fleece was dry. All the ground was covered with dew. And so Gideon is called by God to come and help Israel as they're being oppressed by the Midianites. The Lord sent a prophet to explain the problem, and the prophet said that the Lord had been angry because they had ignored him and began to worship other gods. And so in verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, and he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now here's this guy, Gideon. He's hiding, apparently, um, in a wine press somewhere, trying to get some food that the Midianites don't come and take away from him. And the angel of the Lord comes and says, he's a mighty warrior. So Gideon replies, 
you know, who are you calling mighty warrior? I'm the, I'm the least in my family, and my family's the least in Israel. And so the angel of the Lord goes on to tell him he's been chosen to lead uh, the armies of Israel against the Midianite oppressors. So Gideon required a sign. He said, if it's really you talking to me, give me a sign. And so he takes some meat and unleavened bread and puts them on a rock, pours out broth, and uh, the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread with the tip of the staff that was in his hand. Fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread, and the angel of the Lord disappeared. Now, friends, I would say that's a pretty good sign. You know, this supernatural fire shows up, it consumes the offering, the angel of the Lord dematerializes, or however this thing happened. And so um, Gideon should have been reassured that uh, he was definitely called as the angel had told him. But Gideon still had some concerns. He, um, he did go ahead and act on what the Lord had said. In verse 34, we read, the, the Spirit of the Lord came on Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, summoning the Abzerites to follow him. He sent messengers throughout Manasseh, calling them to arms, and also into Asher, Zebulun, Naphtali. And, and so they were all ready to come fight. But Gideon still had his doubts. And so in verse 36, he he prays this prayer to the Lord. He says, if you will save Israel by my hand, notice that if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have promised, look, I'll place a wool fleece on the threshing floor. And if there's dew only on the fleece and all the ground is dry, then I'll know that you'll save Israel by my hand. So obviously this was impossible when the dew settled. It would land on the fleece and on the ground. But in this case, the next day, the fleece was soaking wet and the ground was dry, just as as Gideon had required of the Lord. But that still wasn't enough. So Gideon again said to the Lord, don't be angry with me. Let me make one more request. Allow me one more test. And then he reversed the process. He said, this time make the fleece dry and let the ground be covered with dew. And then sure enough, uh, the ground was covered and the, the fleece was dry, just as as he had required of the Lord. Now, this chapter ends there, but let me just make a statement. This is where we get the idea of putting a fleece before the Lord, testing if we think we hear something from God, basically asking the Lord for a sign, saying, is this really you, Lord? And then giving him some way to, to prove himself. Now, friends, I will tell you this, that if you are in a situation and, and you feel led by the Holy Spirit to do what Gideon did, then far be it for me to stop you. But I will say this too, and you need to listen to me carefully. The more God confirms his word to you, the more responsible you are to fulfill it. In other words, Gideon got sign after sign after sign. And in the next chapter, there's even going to be more. And so each of these signs ramped up the level of responsibility that Gideon had for obeying the word of the Lord. Yes, the Lord was very gracious to give him the affirmation he needed, but that affirmation came with the responsibility. And so, friends, the same is true of you and I. When we ask the Lord to to show us uh, what we think he's saying, to confirm it in some way, that puts the responsibility back on us to obey when he does confirm his word. So be careful how you require of the Lord that he, uh, that he proves something to you unless you want to obey. If you're trying to find an excuse not to obey, this isn't the way to get it. And so, Lord, we thank you for Gideon. We thank you for this concept of putting a fleece before you. Lord, may we be wise if we ever are led to do this. Lord, help us to discern if it's your Holy Spirit or another spirit tempting us to 
put this fleece type of test before you. But Lord, we do acknowledge that you confirm your word through your scriptures, through other believers, and through various ways. And Lord, this is in the Bible, so it's for our instruction and perhaps for our use as well. We love you and we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.